Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Super Sleuth Saturday Story Club. This week, it's Fun Fables Part 2. The Bear and the Travellers. Two friends, Dougie and Jimmy, were strolling through the woods one afternoon. They were on the way to meet another group of friends and had decided to take a shortcut through the forest. Unfortunately for them, it was the time of year when the bears were out and about after the long, cold winter, searching for food. As the men walked deeper into the woods, they heard a rustling. They stopped. The rustling stopped. The men looked at each other and continued walking. Rustle. Rustle. They stopped again. But all was quiet. They were getting really alarmed. The men were definitely being followed. Then they heard a low growl behind them, and without further ado, they dashed ahead, sprinting even deeper into the forest. They came to a tall tree, and Dougie, the taller of the two men, immediately leapt up into its branches and started shinnying up it as fast as he could. Jimmy stood at the bottom, dithering. He had never been able to climb trees and was standing helplessly, watching his friend climb up and out of danger. Oi, Dougie! Jimmy hissed, turning around nervously to see if the bear had heard him. Give us a hand up. I can't do it alone. Not on your Nelly, Dougie hissed back from high up in the branches. I've got me own skin to save. Serves you right for being so slow. And with that, Dougie clambered even higher up the tree, leaving poor Jimmy alone at the bottom, sick with fear and worried that the bear would spot him at any moment. What should Jimmy do? He couldn't climb the tree like Dougie, try as he might. I can't run away, Jimmy thought. If I do that, I'll make too much noise crashing through all this undergrowth and the bear will be sure to find me. Then it'll be curtains for poor Jimmy. Russell, Russell. The sound was coming closer and Jimmy nearly whimpered out loud with fear. Stuck for ideas, he did the only thing he could think of. He lay flat on the ground and clamped his eyes shut staying as still as a rock. Russell, Russell. Sniff, sniff. A huge bear approached the tree where Dougie was hiding in the branches. It passed right by Jimmy, lying stock still in the undergrowth. The bear sniffed at the tree and plodded slowly around it, nose quivering. Its heavy paw settled right by Jimmy's head, but he stayed frozen, eyes squeezed shut, hoping against hope that the bear would move on. But the bear moved its head next to Jimmy's and whispered something very quietly in his ear. Then it sniff-sniffed its way back in the direction it had come. Dougie and Jimmy were safe. Jimmy opened his eyes slowly, hardly daring to believe his luck. He heard the snap of branches as Dougie came slithering down the tree. Whoa, said Dougie. That bear came right next to you. I thought you were a goner for sure. Yeah, well, thanks for all your help, Jimmy replied sarcastically. I just don't know what I would do without a friend like you. Well, it's every man for himself, 
shrugged Dougie. Welcome to the real world. But tell me something. It looked like the bear whispered something to you. Did it? Oh, I must have imagined it, surely. It did, actually, Jimmy replied. It said, with friends like Dougie, who needs enemies? What? exclaimed Dougie incredulously. You heard, said Jimmy. It told me never to trust someone who leaves their friend when they're in danger. See you around, Dougie. And with that, Jimmy walked away through the forest. And what's the moral of the story? A real friend would never leave you to face trouble alone. Good friends stick together. The Raven and the Jug It was a hot summer's day and Raphaella the Raven needed a drink. She wasn't just thirsty, she was positively gasping. But there was neither river nor stream near her and it hadn't rained for days. She flew low over the ground, skimming the barren yellowed grass with her inky black wings, bright eyes sharp and alert. Then she spotted an old tin jug, abandoned on the ground. She landed beside it and peered inside. There was water at the bottom. Sweet nectar, cried Raffaella, and she stuck her beak inside to sip at some of the precious liquid. But she couldn't reach it. The neck of the jug was too narrow, and try as she might, she could not reach the bottom. The water lay there, glistening, and Raffaella stamped her foot in frustration. Think, Raffaella, think, she urged herself, and she summoned all of her concentration, determined to solve the problem. I could knock the jug over, she mused, but that would mean losing most of the water before I could get enough to drink, and it would be such a waste. She thought hard again. I could try and carry the jug somewhere and pour the water into a different container. But when she tried to lift it, the old tin jug was too heavy for her to move. So she thought again. I know, she squawked, and she picked up a pebble and plopped it into the jug. Splash. Then she plopped another one in. Splash. And another. And another. As she plopped the stones into the jug, something amazing happened. The water started to rise, just a little. The more pebbles Raffaella dropped into the jug, the higher the water rose. She popped and splashed stone after stone into the old tin jug until the water came right up to the top. Ah, sweet nectar at last, Raffaella cried delightedly, and she had a lovely long cool drink of fresh water. And what's the moral of the story? If you think hard and keep trying you can always find a solution to your problem. The Fox and the Grapes Felix the Fox was feeling foxalicious as he strolled by the farm near the woods he lived in. Humming a cheery tune, he strutted his stuff, making the chickens cluck in confusion as he stalked past their pen. Oh, what a beautiful morning, he crowed, feeling the warm spring sunshine on his reddish-brown fur. As he passed the bottom of the farm, he spied bunches of fat, juicy grapes hanging from a vine. They were so ripe, they were almost bursting with lusciousness. Mmm, mmm, Felix cried, licking his lips. They look delicious. I fancy a bunch of those gorgeous-looking grapes for my morning snack. 
Unfortunately for Felix, however, the grapes were too high for him to reach. He swiped at a bunch of them with his paw a few times, but was unsuccessful. He frowned. Hmm, he thought to himself, time to use your brain, foxy Felix. This time, he jumped up at the vines, trying to reach them, snapping at them with his strong jaws. He jumped and jumped, snapped and snapped, but he still couldn't reach that succulent bunch of juicy goodness. Next, he tried shaking the vine. No luck. Then, he tried climbing up to it, but the trunk was too smooth and slippery, so he just slithered back down into the dust. As much as he tried, none of his attempts were any use. He could not reach the grapes. By this point, Felix was feeling very cross indeed. He glared malevolently at the offending grapes, shining and juicy in the morning light. Yuck, he cried. Those grapes look horrible. Disgusting and sour, probably, and nowhere near ripe. Certainly not for eating. I didn't want any of them anyway. And he stormed off, his good mood ruined. Of course... Felix knew that the grapes were actually delicious. He was just sour because he couldn't reach them himself. And what's the moral of the story? Don't be a sourpuss. Try not to be mean and sulky when you can't have the thing you want. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Saturday for A Little Bit of Poetry, Part 1. 